Welcome to the Focus on Women Veterans podcast, which is an effort between the seven VA healthcare systems within the Midwest, known as the Veteran Integrated Service Network, or VISN 15. These VAs are located in Wichita, Kansas, Eastern Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, Columbia, Poplar Bluff, and St. Louis, Missouri, and Marion, Illinois. Every VA healthcare system has a women veteran program manager who can help you in accessing the healthcare services you deserve. To find the women veteran program manager for your area, you can call the Women's Call Center at 1-855-829-6636. Now please continue listening to the following podcast focusing on women veterans. Hello guys, this is Jennifer here. Welcome back to another episode on pregnancy. Today we are going to discuss infertility. Basically, infertility is simply not being able to conceive children and can be caused by many things. Actually, about 13 out of 100 couples can't get pregnant with just unprotected sex. I know this may be a very hard topic to discuss as it actually affects a lot of people, men and women. There are a lot of emotions involved with trying to get pregnant, waiting and hoping and wondering, when will this happen for me, while watching everybody around you get pregnant so easily, and it can cause a strain on the relationship. I do know a little bit about this, as with my first pregnancy, it did take over a year for us to conceive naturally, and it was a really tough year. So in this episode, we will be focusing on female infertility, and we'll discuss what are common causes of infertility, what tests can be done to determine if there's an issue, and the infertility options that the VA covers. So what are some of the common causes for female infertility? Let's break this down as simple as we can get it. You need to ovulate. Your ovaries need to produce an egg. If you have a menstrual cycle that is greater than 35 days or shorter than 21 days, irregular or don't have one at all, this can mean that you're not ovulating. Your partner needs to produce and expel sperm. You will need to have unprotected intercourse regularly and your fallopian tubes need to be open and you need to have a normal, somewhat normal uterus. You need all of this because one of your ovaries will release an egg. The sperm will then swim up the fallopian tube to fertilize the egg And then that fertilized egg will then travel down the fallopian tube and find a nice cozy spot in the uterus to attach and grow the rest of the pregnancy. So let's start with the ovaries. There could be a disorder involving ovulation. This could mean a problem with reproductive hormones or the ovary itself. So we're talking about PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome, which causes a hormone imbalance, which can affect ovulation. Now, this is one of the most common causes of infertility in women. There are a few other hormones, hormone-related causes. I won't go into those today, but just understand the basics that if your hormones are not where they need to be, there could be a problem with infertility. Now, if you have any damage to the fallopian tubes, this can include blockages as well. This could prevent sperm from traveling to the egg and then the egg getting into the uterus. Such things like pelvic inflammatory disease, or previous surgery in the abdomen or pelvis could cause this type of blockage or damage. Then there's endometriosis. This is where tissue that normally grows in the uterus grows in other locations outside of the uterus. 
This extra tissue growth can cause scarring, which can then block fallopian tubes. It can affect the lining of the uterus, which can keep a fertilized egg from implanting correctly or at all. There could be uterine polyps or benign tuber tumors like fibroids. These are very common in the uterus. This can sometimes cause issues with implantation, but not always. Now you could have a uterus that is shaped differently from birth. This might cause some problems as well. There could also be problems with the mucus in the cervix as well. Lastly, there may be no explanation at all for your infertility, or there could be a combination of several of the above. So let's talk about a little bit of the evaluation. So now that we know the causes of infertility, let's discuss how you might be evaluated for these causes. So to start, do you have a known service-connected condition or a reason that causes infertility? If that answer is yes, then you'll want to skip straight to the treatment section of this talk as your infertility treatment will be expedited. This also includes couples of same sex and if you're single and wanting to start a family. Also, if you're greater than 35 years of age. So what does service connection mean? Well, to qualify for VA disability compensation, the VA must determine that your medical condition was caused or aggravated by your military service. Some examples might be like heart disease, mental health disorders, back injuries, etc. If it is determined that it was caused or related to your military service, then it's called a service connection. The best way to apply for disability is by applying online at benefits.va.gov. You will need your DD-214 and medical evidence to apply. So if those situations do not apply to you and you have had unprotected sex for 12 months with no success, what do you do now and where do you start? For female veterans, you will need to see your primary care provider at the VA. They will start with a full medical history and by doing a physical exam. This will often include a pap smear and STD testing as well. If you're having any issues as mentioned earlier or suspect that you might, make sure to let them know. If we already know the cause, we may be able to expedite your treatment. So the provider will need to document the time frame you have been trying to get pregnant. And if it's been 12 months or more, they can complete further testing. So this is where every VA is a little bit different. Some have in-house gynecologists and can evaluate for infertility issues, while others need to send you out to the private sector for your care. Some do half in-house, some do half out. Discuss with your primary care provider on how this works at your VA. But for the purpose of this discussion, though, we will just talk about what tests can be done in general and what the VA benefit does cover. So your provider may choose to send you to a gynecologist to run these tests, or they may start them themselves. Like I said earlier, they will do a physical exam. They will evaluate the uterus and the ovaries by pressing down on your tummy and filling for abnormalities. They may also do a pap smear, pap smear and STD testing to see if there's any issues there. Then they may want to look at some blood work. They can look at hormone levels and your overall health as well to see if there's anything that might be related. At this point, they would most likely send you over to a gynecologist for further testing. An abdominal or pelvic ultrasound may be ordered to look for abnormalities. 
There are tests also to determine how many eggs that you have, and there are some surgical approaches that can be done, like a hysterosalpingogram, which uses dye and x-rays to look at the cervix and the uterus to see if the fallopian tubes are open. A laparoscopy can be used as well to look into the pelvic cavity and even be used to surgically treat findings using small incisions and a scope for viewing. Reversal of tubal ligation is also available. So if the gynecologist finds a reason for your infertility or you both decide to continue with treatment, there are things that can be done to help you conceive. The gynecologist may prescribe medications to help you ovulate, to help you get pregnant, and to stay pregnant. These medications may be prescribed by a gynecologist, but you may also be sent to an infertility specialist to manage this as well. There is also a process called IUI, or interuterine insemination. This is a procedure where a tube is inserted through the cervix into the uterus to deposit a concentrated sperm sample directly into the uterus. We do cover six cycles per pregnancy. We would also cover for cryopreservation, which is the freezing of your eggs and storage for up to five years, if there is a medical reason to do so. For example, if you're needing to undergo cancer treatment but want to have children at a later time, we could do this for you. So everything we have discussed up to this point is all included in your VA benefit. That is if you are enrolled and are eligible for healthcare in the VA system. Now, this is regardless of your sexual orientation, your gender identity or expression, your relationship or marital status, as long as we follow by the rules with timeframes, documentation, and of course, if you're being sent outside the VA using a provider who is in network. This is a good place to mention that the VA does not cover sperm samples, donation or storage, and the VA does not cover the surrogate either. So as I mentioned earlier, if you have a service-connected reason for infertility and the other treatment options mentioned won't work for you, then you might qualify for IVF or in vitro fertilization. You may be asking, what is IVF exactly and how does it work? I'm going to keep this as simple as I can. IVF is a process where the egg is removed from the ovary, then it is fertilized by the sperm by a sperm cell outside the human body. In a controlled environment, the fertilized egg is then allowed to divide for a few days prior to transferring the now embryo into the uterus. So with IVF, the VA does cover your spouse's treatment as well. Again, to be eligible for IVF, you have to have a service-connected reason for infertility. If you have any questions or are interested in more information, you can always reach out to your primary care team your Women's Health Nurse Navigator, Maternity Care Coordinator, or the Women Veteran Program Manager at your VA. We will be happy to discuss your reproductive needs. I hope this was helpful information, and if you find yourself struggling with infertility, remember to take a breath, try to relax, and try not to stress about it. I know firsthand it's easier said than done. I wish you all the best on your journey, and I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please check out my other topics in this series on pregnancy. And until next time, I want to thank you for your service.